The word of God is light. It is light. It actively works. It is effective. It penetrates. It rejuvenates. Oh my, oh my. An encounter with God's word is life-changing. It is life-enhancing. You are listening to a podcast by Prophet Gomezio Shamini. Amen and amen. Ooh, I'm so excited for your sake. I said for your sake. Yeah. I'm so excited for your future. I know, I know, I know. Alright, uh, today we are uh, gonna share a message, a continuation that is something that I started teaching uh, from the midweek service. I taught on a subject that is entitled The Unstoppable Believer. And so, if perhaps you did not uh, listen to it, um, you are free to refer to it again. Uh, of course, I'm gonna give a recap just for, for the sake of your understanding and so that we move together however uh, today I'm going to do part 2 of it and uh, we're going to be looking at the subject called drawing from the wells hallelujah drawing from the wells alright now uh, I, I, I believe many of you have actually used wells before uh, if you're not uh, welcome to America but I believe uh, you have all used, at least most of you have used or even seen somebody use a well before. In fact, uh, the scriptures show us that wells were very important, okay? They were very important such that in the book of Genesis, wells were actually given names. <laughs> That's how important they were, okay? They would receive names. And uh, obviously, what's so amazing and what's so lovely about wells is obviously the content that wells actually had and that content is water amen and amen somebody say water i heard that one yeah that content is water and water has been very instrumental from time immemorial it's been very lovely it's been good in fact many of us love to say water is life well uh, i I will not disagree with that because we use water for so many things. I mean, without water, uh, where would our human beings, or rather our human bodies really uh, have sources of certain things? Where would we actually uh, get to cook from? What, what, you know, water is so important. Our animals need it. Our crops need it. In fact, even, <laughs> even the, the earth needed it. The Bible told, told us that uh, before rain had actually come, there was no growing. Amen and amen. So uh, water is uh, so important. Now, when, when we talk about wells, you will notice that so many people had dug wells, okay, so that they can have access to this water to help their well-being. Okay, many patriarchs, uh, great giants of the faith did so. Uh, number one, I Abraham was one of the people that dug wells. And the Bible actually shows us that even his son, Isaac, dug 
wells okay i think jacob dug well dug well too maybe because the bible tells us in john 4 that there was a well known as jacob's well amen and amen perhaps he inherited it but if he didn't he dug it hallelujah but uh nevertheless uh wells were very symbolic and very very you know important now as i was teaching on wednesday i talked about how abraham's wells that he actually made for access and supply uh, the bible tells us that the philistines you know you know israel had great enemies and one of the enemies that kept fighting were philistines okay and you notice that these guys were fighting from onset in genesis they are fighting okay you notice even when david is fighting goliath he is a philistine and here you are saying no, the same thing is fighting me when your friends have been fighting from genesis <laughs> glory to god and so we see um we see uh the philistines uh taking seas of the wells of abraham and what do they do they bury those wells okay they block that well so that the people have no access to water on one occasion when uh, there was a confrontation the bible tells us that abraham actually spoke to king abimelech uh, the king of the philistines and he says no 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 let's make a covenant here these things were touching our wells they should not be the case but then hey later on we still see the philistines these enemies persistent enemies all right they keep getting the wells and then the bible tells us in genesis 26 you can read that you can i'm just sharing with you you can just write that write down write it down and you can make reference to it in genesis 26 isaac's uh or rather abraham's son isaac uh now decides to redig the wells that the philistines actually uh blocked all right he decides to redig them and it's also necessary because at that time there was a famine i mean you would need wells if there is a famine all right otherwise how will you survive how will you drink water how will uh, you break a fast like what we're going to do right now amen and amen so isaac digs redigs the wells and the bible tells us there is some confrontation okay there is some confrontation when isaac redigs the wells okay the people around begin to say ah no 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 this water is ours but they're the ones who blocked it can you imagine and so isaac decides and says okay fine you say the water is yours we're going to go somewhere else okay we're going to go somewhere else and we'll dig isaac and his servants go somewhere else and they dig and then people around began to complain again and say no 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 this water is ours and isaac said eh okay no problem we're going to go again all right showing them that even though uh you may seem to fight us and seem to have the capacity to say no for us we have the capacity to keep digging amen and amen we're just here to show you just for control that if you say no we'll go somewhere else if someone else says no just for control we can go somewhere else just to show you that any place that we go we can't fail that's what isaac was declaring to the people and that's why even the bible tells us while there was a famine he sowed and reaped a hundredfold saying you see i told you we can't fail the blessing of the lord is upon us amen and amen so isaac uh did so and uh a time came after he dug wells with his servants the bible tells us that there was no one else to fight okay rather there was no one to fight them at that particular moment 
and and so Isaac decided to name that well Rebohoth which simply means the Lord has made room okay Rebohoth also means open space okay he makes room all right and uh, uh, I I live I, I really love that and we're going to actually see how God made room or rather will make room and even yeah is making room for us in different uh, arenas amen and amen now seeing that the aspect of wells and water was very very important i want to show you that from scripture we even see the nation of god israel getting to complain about this water there was a time where israel was removed from the hand of egypt and while they were walking in the wilderness the bible tells us in two occasions in exodus 15 and in exodus 17 they were complaining about one thing water <laughs> complaining huh? can you imagine in exodus uh, 17 verse 1 to 4 perhaps let's 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 do some reading that's water exodus 17 verse 1 to 4 the bible says then all the congregation have you seen all not some <laughs> All the congregation of the children of Israel set out on their journey from the wilderness of sin according to the commandment of the Lord and camped in Rephidim. But there was no water for people to drink. Next verse. Therefore the people contended with Moses who also did not have water and said, Give us water that we may drink. So Moses said to them, Why do you contend with me? Why do you tempt the Lord? Uh Uh-huh. And the people thirsted there for water and the people complained against Moses and said, Why is it that you have brought us up out of Egypt to kill us? Okay, because they have had no water, they declared that you've brought us here to kill us. Why? Because they said water is life. Yeah. But nevertheless, uh, in verse 4, the Bible tells us, So Moses cried out to the Lord saying, What shall I do with these people they are almost ready to stone me right so the bible shows us that israel uh, was a nation that grew in great complaints by the way even though i'm explaining to you that they complained about water twice uh you notice that this is exodus chapter number 17 in exodus chapter 14 they're already complaining about different other things okay you'll see that in other verses they'll be complaining about food in other verses, they'll be complaining about this. They'll be complaining about that. So they built a great uh, capacity within them to be complainers. And what's very interesting is that, uh, well, God would listen to them, but he was not necessarily happy that they would continue complaining. Now, in Exodus 15 and verse 22, I want to show you that uh, the fact that these people demanded for satisfaction, they de- demanded for water, God reveals to us something very cardinal that he will get to do in future. Alright, so Moses brought out Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of shore. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Uh-huh. Now when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Mara, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name 
of it was called Mara. So these guys had no water, but then when they reached a place called Mara, the Bible tells us they found water, but they couldn't drink that water because the water was bitter. Amen and amen. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get to a, a, a certain place. Next, next verse. And the people complained against Moses. First they were complaining about no water. Now they were complaining about water which was bitter. Alright. And the people complained against Moses saying, Shall we drink? Aha. Uh-huh. So he cried out to the Lord and said, And the Lord <laughs> showed him a tree. And when he cast it into the waters, they were made sweet. There he made a statute and an ordinance for them. And there he tested them. Now you will notice that somehow it seemed like all the time that the Israelites were complaining, they felt what they needed was water, I need water, I need this, I need that. But God was trying to test them and show them that what you need is not necessarily water, it's me. It's me that you need. Because if you have me, everything else you will get it. No wonder even in Matthew 6, the Bible tells us, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all these things, including water, shall be added unto you. Now, listen to this. The Bible somehow, if you really, really understand and see what God is actually doing here, is that, first of all, the Bible is showing us that the water that these people have access to is bitter. And so, Moses cries to the Lord, because you observe every time Israel had a need, they would cry against Moses. But what Moses would do is that he would go to the Lord and say, what do I do? He would actually run to the Lord for a solution. And so the Bible says, the Lord showed him a tree. Other versions say, the Lord showed him wood. And then the Bible says, Moses got that wood, put it on the waters, and the water became sweet. Wood. What kind of wood is that? What kind of wood would make bitter? I don't, I don't even understand the science behind it, if there is any science. Bitter water becoming sweet by throwing wood. And God was testing them at that time. What was he trying to show them? Say, this water that you are crying for, this water that you are crying for, without me it can't be sweet. And what was the wood he was prophesying about? The cross. Upon the cross, everything will be done there. But I want you to know I'm the one you need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 13, we see now God before he now before he actually uh, uh, shows them uh, or even before he actually Jesus comes on the face of the earth and brings the wood and throws it on the bitter water which is us <laughs> or everything else uh, uh, the Bible tells us shows us how now God is compl- seems to be expressing himself how he's not happy look at what he says he says for my people have committed two evils they have forsaken me the fountain of living waters so God is calling himself a fountain of living waters 
Hey. You see that? Remember at first Israel just wanted water. Yet the Bible is saying they should have sought the fountain of living waters instead of the water. So God is saying they have done two evils. They have forsaken me. The fountain of living waters. And hewn themselves cisterns. These are simply wells. If you want you can put it in, in a revised translation. Like NIV or something. Or ICB. Or ICB. Anyway. That, that word cisterns just in case you don't understand it's wells. Okay, my people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and they have dug their own wells. Broken wells that cannot hold water. So God now is exposing something. He's exposing a labor that people are doing, but this kind of labor seems to be without God. This kind of crying seems to be without God. This kind of reliance is without God. And so God is saying, "Mm -mm. why are they neglecting me who is a living water? Why are they neglecting me the spring of water? And now they are... Because at that time, I'm sure obviously they had seen the patriarchs digging wells. And so now everyone just wants to dig wells. But in digging wells, they're not looking... There's, there's no pursuit of God whatsoever. And so God is expressing himself and saying, Mm-mm, you're committing two evils. You are neglecting the spring of water. Can you imagine? He calls it evil to neglect him. Hey. Hey. Quite interesting, eh? So what does God do? Remember, God first with Isaac had... A Rebohoth agenda. And that Rebohoth agenda was to make room for them so that they can have access to whatsoever they need. Remember, because I said Rebohoth means make room. So God is now showing them, He was showing them even from Exodus that "Mm -mm, these people need to understand that they need me. Nothing in their life can work out without me. Nothing. In Jeremiah, he's saying, even though you try to dig wells without me, your wells can't hold water. And so Jesus comes on the face of the earth in John 4, and the Bible is telling us that he meets a woman and he tests her and he says, I'm asking for water. And the woman obviously despises Jesus at that particular moment. And Jesus says, if you were to give me water, I was going to give you water that you would never thirst again. He was was already at that moment trying to introduce a place where man needs to rely on God as the living waters. And so God makes this Rebohoth agenda and in this Rebohoth agenda Isaiah 12 verse 3. I want to show you now. Isaiah 12 verse 3. In this Rebohoth agenda, what the Bible says, it says, Therefore with joy you will draw waters from the wells 
of salvation. Now, in this Rebohoth agenda, God decides not necessarily to make room for man, but he decides to make room in man. Follow me carefully. He decides not necessarily to make room for man by giving him land or whatsoever. He decides to make room in man. And that's why Isaiah is now prophesying and he says, Therefore, with joy, you are going to draw water from the wells of salvation. Meaning that moment after Jesus, the wood has been thrown on bitter water and everything becomes sweet, that same Jesus who is the living water will start living in you through the Holy Spirit. So meaning by virtue of the Holy Spirit living inside of you and by virtue of the Holy Spirit living inside of you, that simply means inside of you is the, the, the rivers of living waters. What does that mean? No more digging wells. Ah. I decided to give this as part two. Show you that revelation is progressive. It means no more digging wells. So if we're not digging wells, what are we supposed to be doing now? Drawing. And so the Bible says, Therefore with joy, you will draw from the wells of salvation. And I believe as we are in such a place like this, believers get to declare and confess that Jesus is Lord, the one who died for us and rose again. And after we declare all that, the Bible says we are saved. Meaning we've come to salvation. But then what's very interesting is that the Bible is saying within salvation, there is the river of living waters where we are able to draw certain things. Now, notice the Bible says you will draw from the wells of salvation, not from the well of salvation. Meaning, in salvation, there are many wells. That's why when you look at the word salvation, it comes from the Greek word soteria. Someone says soteria. And that word soteria simply means to be delivered, to be preserved, to be safe, to be healthy, and it's got so many different words attached to it, if you read that word soteria. In short, salvation is a package. That's why, the moment you got saved, quite a number of things happened. John 1.12 says, as many as received him, he gave them the right to become children of God. He gave them the power. Can you imagine? You received power. Colossians 1 verse 12 says, He delivered you from the domain of darkness and translated you into the kingdom of His dear Son. At salvation. Revelation 1 verse 8 says, Who has made us kings and priests? Ah, at salvation. In Ephesians, the Bible says, He's lifted us up and He's seated us with Jesus in the heavenly places. At salvation. All those things. So salvation is a package. And that's why you will notice even when Jesus died for you, it was not just for one thing. It is not just so that you can be delivered from the power of sin. It also shows us that how Jesus died for us. He became poor that we may become rich. He became sin that we become the righteousness of God. So salvation is a package. A heavenly package. 
a heavenly starter pack. <laughs> hey, it's a heavenly starter pack. And you'll find out that in salvation, there are so many things you can benefit from. And that's why the Bible says with, with joy, you will draw from the, from the wells of salvation. Meaning under salvation, you can draw from healing. Under salvation, you can draw from health. Under salvation, you can draw from righteousness. Under salvation, you can draw from strength. Under salvation, you can draw from progress. There are wells. How many wells are you drawing from right now? Uh, how many? How many wells? If you only thought it's just a well. How many wells are you drawing from right now? You find others, perhaps they're just drawing from one place. When it comes to their health, they're not drawing from it. Others, I'll be honest with you, others are believers, but they're not drawing from anything. And have you noticed? Where there's no water, we call that place a desert. You wonder why your life is dry. You're not drawing. I don't know why I'm going through a wilderness experience. You're not drawing, Gaidi. You're not drawing. And notice the Bible did not say, therefore God will draw for you. It says, it even gives you a tool that you need to draw with. So you will notice that when it comes to even this aspect of drawing, it's you that has to do the drawing. It's you that has to get that water out of the well. And when you do that, you will enjoy. You are the one who is enjoying. But not only is it telling us that it's you, the Bible is telling us there is a certain way you should do it. Meaning if you don't do it the correct way, <laughs> imagine if you want to draw water, you go to a natural well and you want to draw water with this. What's going to happen? Nothing. You will not pick up anything. In the same way, there are certain things, there are certain ways you can draw certain things from God, from the wells of salvation. You need to have a certain posture. And that's what I'm going to teach so that we may learn. And I'm telling you, when you learn this, some of you, you will reach to a place where depression will not be hitting you because you know inside of you there is strength from the Most High. Regardless of how much you were stoned, regardless of how much you were stoned like Stephan, you will be able to say, Behold, I see the Lord standing right there. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. When you understand and learn how to draw from the wells of salvation, ah, it will be, there are certain things you will not be complaining about. It will come to an end where you keep saying, no, ah, today, what do you mean, nakalipa? Listen, even when you talk about those same things, I, from nowhere, nakalipa, from nowhere, I'm just emotional. You are drawing from somewhere. Because from nowhere, you can't just start getting upset. Why would you get upset? That simply means you are drawing from a certain well, which is not from the well of salvation. Ask your neighbor, are you drawing? So, Isaiah 12 verse 3 as it says the Bible says therefore with joy you will draw from the water 
uh, draw water rather from the wells of salvation. Meaning for you to, now we're looking at how we can draw waters, how we can draw essence. Okay. Even as we are talking about waters, the Bible actually tells us, or rather what we can know about wells is that uh, a well is a place of access. A well is a place of supply. A well is also a place of satisfaction. So for you to focus, focus, focus. <laughs> for you to actually draw, okay, from the wells of salvation, there are certain things that you need to do. The Bible says, therefore, with joy. Someone say joy. Joy is a cup. Joy is a bucket. Oh, and joy is my daughter. Yeah, <laughs> I was participating. Yeah, so joy. It, the Bible says, "With joy, you will draw from the waters. You will draw waters from the wells of salvation." That is one of the reasons. One of the, the enemy loves to do in people's lives is to puncture their joy. Because without joy, you can't draw. Joy is an atmosphere of heaven. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. So the Bible says. So joy is, 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 is a cup that you get to use to draw from the wells of salvation. But not only is joy a cup, when the Bible also just shows us joy, it's not just talking about the fruit, joy. It's, just also sh- it's also just giving us an analogy that your posture matters if you want to draw from God. Obviously, joy is not the only thing that you can use. But your posture matters. That's why in times where we're in a place like this and we want God to move, we first work on your posture. Amen and amen. We first posture, we first work on how you are actually relating with God. We ask you to engage. We know you will not you will not draw if from nowhere just you your posture matters. Amen and amen. It really matters. You are here moving in this place. Even when you're sick, you're, the Spirit of the Lord even agrees with you and starts moving. Not when you're singing, he says, hey, Behold, close thy mouth. Posture. So there are so many things that the wells of salvation have in store for you and me. There are so many things I believe that you need. Some of you right now need peace. Some of you right now need strength. Some of you right now need quite a number of things. But your posture is very, very cardinal to help you draw from those things. And I will tell you, as surely as it is, God has abundant supply that will never dry, will run, run dry. Even though we were to give you 1,000 years to draw from God, you will never milk him out. You will never. 
can't manage. He he supply itself. Amen and amen. So there are quite a number of things that you and I need. But we've got to learn to draw them from God. We've got to learn to draw those particular things from God. And one of the things that will help us draw things from God is our posture. And in our posture, obviously, we have to be engaging. In our posture, obviously, we have to be real. In our posture, we have to be loving. The Bible in Proverbs 20 verse 5 tells us something. Proverbs 20 and verse 5. The Bible 20 and verse 5. Verse 5. That's verse 3. The Bible says, Counsel in the heart of man is like deep waters. But a man of understanding will draw it out. How many need counsel? Many of us. In fact, all of us. Some of you need counsel of what step to do next. Some of you need counsel of whether he's the one or not. Raise my volume. Some of you need counsel on quite a number of things. But the Bible tells us that counsel in the heart of man is like deep waters. Notice it stored you in the heart of man. Meaning there is a well in you. But then it says, but a man of understanding will draw it out. I'm sure there you would get confused. I'm like, "Ah, understanding? How? How can a man of understanding draw it out? Lord, I understand the scripture. I draw it out. Is that the way it's going to be? No. Psalms 119 and verse 130. 119 So the best teacher to cause you to draw from the wells of salvation is actually the word of God. Why? Because the previous scripture says a man of understanding will draw out counsel or whatsoever. So your posture as a child of God is really important because it will allow you to pick up quite a number of things from God. And even as I'm concluding, I'm just preparing you for something. Obviously, we're going to engage in this. I want us today to draw from God. Strings increase. I want us to, to, to draw from God today. And even in as much as I've said that your posture is very much important... I will conclude by showing you that one hindrance one hindrance to you not drawing from God 
is that you are burying wells. You get to bury the wells. Remember I, I said in, in Genesis that the Philistines were burying the wells of Abraham. What were they burying them? They were putting dirt. They were putting dirt. And because of that they were unable to draw because of dirt. And when you study the book of Psalms you will notice that dirt or sand is sometimes symbolic of thoughts. That's why the Bible says how great are your thoughts if I were to count them they are more than sand. So one way you can bury or rather you cannot have access to drawing from these wells is how you think. Some of you think the Lord doesn't love you. That's why you're failing to draw from his loving kindness. Your thoughts are like sand. Some of you think the Lord doesn't care for you. Some of you in your thought line think maybe God is not interested in your family. Maybe God is not interested in your breakthrough. And because of that, those thoughts are like sand hindering you from drawing from God. But I'm here to tell somebody that there are wells of salvation that we must draw from today. There are wells of healing, wells of deliverance, wells of breakthrough, wells of satisfaction, wells of peace, wells of grace that we can actually draw from but the first thing we need to do is correct our posture. By correcting our posture, how are we believing that God is able to do this? In correcting our posture, what is the state of our heart? There are so many people that say, Lord, 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 but when they go home, they deny the existence of God. They'll be like, is, is God really there? Your posture is already compromised there. There are so many people, they think, yeah, we know God is there. But you have to, sometimes you have to wake him up or do something to push him to do it for you their posture is not okay I can tell you if today you need healing correct your posture you will receive it immediately if today you need peace listen God doesn't want to give you peace tomorrow he doesn't want to work on your life after five years Remember, he says, I am the living waters. That means the water is available. But is the drawer available? 
are you available? He says, draw. It was going to be different if he says, I spill on you. But God is a gentleman. He doesn't force things on you. That's why he wants you to draw. That's why he wants you to draw. Oh child of God. My encouragement to you is put aside those negative thoughts. Those are hindrances. Those are dirt that are barring wells. There are some people who believe Jesus cannot heal some sicknesses. They think only Jesus can heal headaches. And so when they hear a case of cancer, they will be like, Ish, Lord. I know you can heal, but perhaps you can heal in your own time. Why is it that headache has to be instant, yet cancer in his own time? Your thoughts. The rivers of living waters, God is available right here and right now. The wells of salvation are available inside of you. But how much are you drawing? That's question number one. Question number two What are you using to draw? How big is your vessel? Are you using a cup? Or like others, are you using a drum? Yet like others, are you using a warehouse to draw from God? It's really how much we are drawing from Him that will cause us to win. 